Good evening, good morrow, and good morning. Now, though you can't see it, the den of iniquity is dark and set with the fantastic mood lighting for adventure. And here we have the one and the only, Ava Starsong, who I have kidnapped for a one-of-a-kind interview. Uh, the best kind of interviews are those that are unwilling. <laughs> and as she has no choice, welcome. How are you doing? Mm, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I've called you here, I've invited you down into the studio, smoky-filled as it is, is I've heard tell and tale that you are embarking on some crazy-ass adventures. Oh, absolutely. When it comes to meditating and honestly just trying to better the mind, body, and spirit, it becomes overwhelming, but definitely an adventure. So as you started that adventure, looking into you what motivated what motivated you to start i mean i mean to be honest asking really hard questions but not just asking them stepping into really nasty ass places i've seen the minds of some of the fuckers you work with <laughs> so why did you go there and what keeps you motivated to be in that kind of a space honestly my kids they definitely motivated motivated me to go there uh just seeing who they are as a person it helps it inspires you to be better and how to be better. And uh, when you are dealing with a bunch of traumas, you kind of you don't want to inflict that onto your kids. So you have to take that self-fulfilling journey in order to heal yourself. What was the first step to finding the self-fulfilling journey? Um. Well, honestly, it was never a first step that was taken initially. <laughs> it kind of all started with just like a journey of... You know, the food that we eat is really bad, and no one really knows how bad it is. So I remember doing research and finding out how bad is our food and coming across by, just coming across by articles written even by scientists and doctors that this is not good. No. And so I was like, okay, definitely want to fix that. And then that kind of what, that's what initiated it. And that was just like, okay, fix the food. But when you fix even just your diet, to a more clean eating, um, even in the smallest of ways, you take on this journey that you weren't honestly prepared for. So when you say clean eating, what do you mean? Um, sticking to foods that don't have a bunch of processed chemicals. Okay. Um, so basically, obviously fruits and vegetables, as clean as you can get it. Uh, organic is usually better because of the pesticides. Okay, now help me because I'm an idiot here. When you say organic... I mean, is that is that because I bought it from Sprouts? Is it, it what what does organic mean to you? But in general, for the layman, for the idiot here, what what does organic mean? So organic can obviously go in different ways because you can have organic chemicals, but they are derived from like plants versus like man-made chemicals. Okay. So people are like, oh, they're still chemicals, but yeah, but at least one came from nature versus a lab. Okay, so with, I mean, aren't most things that are made in a lab? I mean, it, that I presume that came from a natural source, right? So, like, if we, if we worked with uh, nature or gums and I refined it to such a point, isn't that just a better version of what they found in nature? I don't know. What was your question? I'm sorry. I need no. to understand it a little bit better. No, so, well, I mean, in my mind, nothing that scientists could even create, even, like, tar or, or not tar like uh, oil products you know that came from decomposed organic matter throughout some point throughout some place 
I mean, with what scientists are working with in labs, even in such a space, how do we know that that's not better? Right, because you look at food that you know they can pack all of this nutrition into a granola bar, right? You know, you got all this and you know, all these like yeah, I've got my whey powder. I got fuck, I just put a scoop of that in some water, shake it up, and it's the only thing I have to eat all day. Okay, I get your question now. I got you. I was a little confused at first. Okay, so basically, what happens is, um, over time, we thought this was better. We even created fake sugars, fake salts to help us to what we thought what was doing better for our body, mm-hmm. but. And over time, since the 30s, I mean, basically when all this stuff started, it has not done our bodies any favors. We are becoming more sick often. Uh, we become more weak. Cancer is growing in ways um, that is growing faster in the sense like not in our bodies is it growing faster, even though it can happen like that. But more and more people today have cancer. And when they think about when they've done researches with these sources, a lot of it has to come down to even as simple as the pesticides that we use. It comes down to even the chemicals that we've mixed in our food, like um, like I, I, like phosphates. They're fake. They're fake salts, right? And they're made in lab. And we thought, oh, by you know maybe this will help high blood pressure and cholesterol. And because it's, it's not salt, yeah, you know, it's but, but it tastes in, like salt. But in reality, it actually spiked it. In reality, it caused it to be worse. Maybe not immediately, but over time, it becomes worse. And with each generation, that those chemicals still remain. Like if you eat those chemicals while you're pregnant, that goes into the baby, and then that's in them, and then. It will take two more generations from what scientists have said for it to even leave the body. Okay, so I can definitely get that on a certain space if I remember my Punnett squares in, in science, the, you know, the general breakdown. So what gets passed on to me came from my mama and daddy, and if they're eating bad shit, I get some of that bad shit, right? Yeah. Okay, so what's the first step then? So clean eating. You're talking about veganism, vegetarian. What's the line for eating clean? So... I always promote veganism, especially just here recently doing my research that veganism has been not proven by, you know, fact science, but definitely people's stories over time that it has healed them in ways that medicine and um, that could do, you know, like uh, what are those pills called? Uh, narcotics. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like that is doing more damage and the plant eating, just simply eating a plant-based diet can fix and help you heal internally. But even when it comes to clean, you want to if you want to eat animals, if you want to eat the dairy, you want to stick to it as clean as possible. So, it's like happy animals. How happy are your animals when you're eating them? Are they raised on a farm with, you know, just all pasture? Is it it's all green grass and they're not being pumped full with all these chemicals for producing and overproducing? Unlike if you like go to a like a Walmart factory, you know, you mm. got you got thing, you got cows huddled up next to each other. They're eating this hormone producing, and, <laughs> and now it's actually almost I think it's illegal now to put hormones in uh, a cow's feed, but they can still give you still can produ- give it hormones to produce babies more. Okay, so you can you basically you can chemically introduce not via supplemented the food. Supplementing the food, but you know, if there's places which are deemed medically necessary for you know, in this case, if you're dealing with, um, I don't know that it's estrogen injections, but there's a chemical which you would give two cows to you know to increase the amount that they're able to yes, you increase the fertility, like you increase the milk production because if they take these estrogen 
hormones. And it's not even it's not even like technically out of the range hormones because you're giving them what they already have, you know, but you're just giving them more of it. So they can basically say, Oh, we're not doing this. It's not going into your food because we're giving it to the cow, not letting it you know. So what do I, what's the first step to, to, to actually to getting like happy food? How do I know it's happy food? Because oftentimes I've seen distributors from Walmart or Sprouts, like they oftentimes use the same fuckers. How do I find happy food? What's that what does that look like? Honestly doing your research, uh just because it says pasture free doesn't exactly mean that they were just raised on this happy green farm and kumba singing kumbaya. Like, you got to do your research. And when you find a company that seems legit, you look into them. You you can even potentially visit one of their farms. Now, I know that can be extreme because some of these places are <laughs> different and across the country. But um, they will... I don't know how to explain it. I just know that when I looked into Organic Valley once, mm-hmm. I, I was like, are they even a real, like, do they actually treat their cows well? And when you Google it and you search into their website and you get, like, a really good vibe, you're just like, okay, I feel that good vibe. It I looks can- happy. Yeah, versus if you do, like, a Sprouts. Like, if you go to Sprouts Pasture Free, you go to their website, you can't find any information about it. And you're just like, this is sketchy. I don't know if it's pasture feed, quote, quote, or if they're just being let out and then immediately put back in after 30 minutes. Okay, okay. Yeah. So there's, all right, so starting with research, then moving away from happy food, uh, because vegetables, let's just presume they're a bunch of happy little planted veggie tails. Yes. What what am I, I I like steak. I like meat. what, what, What are you asking when you say eating clean eating organic so we're, let's say we're stepping away from me stepping into the the vegetable the realm i understand what changes am i making to my diet to, to really start in, receiving these these immaculate health benefits which come from making some of these dietary changes um well honestly so you're asking like how would just eating a plant based diet what one i mean so like i mean look, i've eaten i've eaten canned carrots i've been I mean like i I've, I've had spinach salads things like that i mean it's never felt like anything other really more than a chore why is it that i'm supposed to make that my primary food source uh, I'm, I'm still a little confused in your question i'm sorry no that's okay, okay. so um when we're talking about different kinds of foods and we're talking about adapting different kinds of diets so is this is this a what is what kind of diet am I adapting to? And so, happy food. Um, I've researched my brands. I've got my happy gallon of milk. I have my happy ground beef, uh, farm fresh eggs, whatever that may have been. What no is to the vegetables? Like, right. Where can you find like happy vegetables? Right. Yes. Yeah, so what does a happy vegetable look like? Because like, I'm eating that. Well, the best thing that you could probably do when you're looking for happy vegetables is to stay away from prepackaged foods even if it says organic, because they, it does go through a processing where um, they have to look a certain way in order to be sold. Uh, a good thing is to, like when you go to the fresh vegetable section, you can grab that stuff there. And it's because it has dirt on it. It has, you know, it doesn't, sometimes like the carrots even look weird and people will, won't choose that. They'll go to the already pre-skinned and like petite carrots because it's already, the work's already done for it. Um, versus if they just, they just took it off the shelf for themselves and they 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 put their hands and love into making it what they need it to be versus it already being done for them. Um, and again, sticking to more organic, uh, I believe that it <clears throat> you should always wash your vegetables, right? You should always wash them. 
um, best ways with water, vinegar, and salt. And the thing about organic versus inorganic is that when it's organic, it will come off. With that process, it will come off. It's not going to be in, in seed, embedded in the seeds versus pesticides that are not organic. Um, they are going to be in the seeds. They're going to be deep in the food. They even call them like the red or the, the red flag foods. Like they're the foods that have, they, they carry such heavy pesticides. That'd be like your peppers. That'd be like your apples, tomatoes. Um, strawberries are a really good one. Like people, it just soaks it up. There's no rinsing it off. So what am I, what do I do then? In that case, am I just not supposed to eat these foods? Is there any way I can make them safe to eat? If I, if I, if I cook them, are the pesticides gone? Or is, well, how do I get around really, that? You can't really cook them. You can't, they're just, they're there. Uh, I sort of say, like, the best thing is to pick organic. And, but if you want to feel better about it, just rinse it in vinegar, water, salt. And it will, it will diminish it. Okay. So, stepping away from the, the, the changes that we're looking at body changes let's look at changes in life lifestyle now i i hear tell in certain spaces i've definitely seen the videos of of a pop-up camper rumors and tell of taking on remarkable adventures across the country somebody's making a movie what are you doing to prepare or make these changes it's a really good question i am mentally preparing myself every day i try to sit uh in a space that I'm not really comfortable in and I try to learn how to be comfortable in that space in that moment like I'm laying on the floor in the middle of a bunch of chaotic kids running around me and I'm trying to basically meditate just breathe through and try to get my body to calm and relax and or I could be breastfeeding Lily and uh, there's times where she's kicking me in the face she's hitting me and I'm still trying to do the breathing practices of just you know I'm okay I'm good or you know in the middle of the night I'm getting up and I'm shivering while trying to feed her because I'm naked and I'm cold (laughs) (laughs) um or when I have quiet time even I will also do the same thing I like to be in the shower and either quickly time myself or if I'm going to take a long shower I will make sure that I have like a two to three sometimes five it depends on if I'm shaving or not uh, to have really warm water, and then I'll make it really cold, so that way my body can <clears throat> adjust to that. I only have a certain amount of hot water. Yeah. So, so what what kind of what lifestyle changes are you making? Where are you going? What's what? Why? What's causing? Why are we sitting in such a desolate? What looks like freshly moved into house at the moment? Well, definitely trying to prepare the space of laying on the ground because we will be living in a tent. And that is something that I thought I'd never say. (laughs) I'm always like, yeah, worst case scenario. And this isn't even like worst case scenario. This is best case scenario. Because I am choosing to do this. I'm not being forced to do this. I am am ready to make the change no matter. Because it's like when you know something's about to be really hard and challenging. And you don't want to do it. Because you're like, man, this is going to suck. But then trying to turn that attitude into, I want to do this. This is going to be great. This is going to change me in ways that I know I I don't know in the ways that I don't know how it's going to happen I've known I've lived in this lifetime alone I've lived quite a few extremes and in those moments it was depressing anxiety filled a lot but you learn so much when it happens you like learn how to to survive you learn how to 
be content with what you have versus what you don't have. And that right there is what took, it was honestly one of the hardest things is being content with what you have. Because you look in a magazine, you look on TV, you look on YouTube, everybody has these like clean, pristine houses. Even when you think about minimalism, man, I wish I was doing that. Man, I wish I had that. Oh, it's sexy. A, a naked room is sexy. You walk it into is. it, got the white walls, feels like the psych ward oh I should be in. God, I, I think about that episode of Family Guy where Lois went literally insane and made her entire house just disappear. It was pristine white walls. And that is sometimes my happy place. But I sometimes like, I need that. I need my space to just be clean, pristine, organized, and almost nothing in it. It's almost a satisfying feeling when you walk in this house or walk into a house for the first time or an apartment and you're like, you're not, you're not living in it yet. And you're like, this is so clean. You see the blank slate, the, the infinite potential. Some people see, oh my God, I have to like get all my shit in here. But I see this, this infinite opportunity to make it mine. So what opportunities are you taking with this kind of, I mean, like, this is crazy. You're talking about living in a tent. What, what, what opportunities are you, are you pursuing to make you make, take these changes? Honestly, the first one that comes to my head is freedom. And I know so many people are like, so many people experience freedom in different ways. So maybe them living in a tent is not freedom at all. Maybe that is like a hell because it's not your bricked house. It's not your wood house. It's. You are in nature versus away from nature. And that's kind of the experience I'm looking for is I want to integrate myself into nature. Um, I remember being, wow, what, what year was it? I think it was first year we moved here was the year 2017. Not here, but into our tiny house. It was 2017. And I remember taking on this role. It was outside the first pink full moon. And I went outside and prayed. And I prayed to Persephone. And I she definitely answered. I remember certain things, the trees moving certain ways, the way that the the moon glitched. I noticed the moon glitched for the first time and it freaked <laughs> Say me. that again. Wait, what? The moon glitched. Have you ever just been sitting in a room and it's daylight or maybe you got moonlight behind you and you swear like the light just glitched but there's no lights on in your house. It's sunny outside. Your house is lit up by the sun. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I've experienced it multiple times now, and at this point, it's not even shocking. It's just more like, oh, that was entertaining. <laughs> I have more questions, but we'll delve into that later. <laughs> okay, so so, you, so you've done something similar like this before. What's different from what you did before to what you're, you're going into now? Well, any time we have ever made an extreme decision... We just did it. There was no, oh, let's take time to prepare. We were impatient. We were excited. And we just decided that and there we're going to do it because we know how easily we change our minds. So we just did it because we knew that was what we needed to do. And this time I feel like because we're, I feel like we're more mature in the situation because we've also done it enough times to hurt ourselves <laughs> to be more prepared. To do the mental training, to do the body training, to do the food training, however however we're doing it, we are constantly, every day, thinking about it, preparing, versus when I think about that two weeks in the tiny house, literally, we gave ourselves two weeks to get rid of our entire household that we gained so much shit in. Hmm. Oh my God, we had so much stuff because we had hand-me-downs, we had things that our parents gave us, antiques, I mean... Things that were old, <laughs> that we couldn't just give up. We couldn't just get rid of it. But at the same time, like, there's no value in it to us. 
there's no, we don't need this. And I understand it's old and it's cool and our, it, it, it's held by our ancestors, but it does not serve us a purpose. Um, all it is, it doesn't work. It's just taking up space. Um, it's a memory. So what do you do with that memory? Sometimes, honestly, it goes back into the ground where it came originally. Other times, you give to somebody who's going to appreciate it. So, I mean, that, that sounds very like some of the basis of minimalism. <laughs> when you've looked at these minimalistic techniques, these tactics, some of the, the dietary changes, and then likewise, I mean, what even sounds like some seriously spiritually motivated actions in your life, that's a lot going on. That's a lot to try to, to try to do at once. What's the first step that you would suggest to somebody to embarking on this kind of an adventure quest if they feel like doing something that radical is for them? Honestly, that's like the first step, making sure that you want to do it. If you are hesitant and you think constantly, should I do it, should I not do it, then you really should reevaluate. If you feel it in your body, even if you're hesitant to do it, and you know you need to do it, then you should do it. So and how do I identify, so you tell yourself, like, this seems like there's nervousness, like being nervous about something and then hesitating. Because if I hesitate, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, I hesitate sometimes on whether or not I should wank my wainer. <laughs> but well, so he, what's, what's the difference between hesitation, something to stop me, and then likewise this, this necessary? If you feel like you don't need it, if you feel like you are genuinely content with where you are and that you're building and growing in the ways that you need to and that maybe you're just not ready. It's like, are you happy? Yeah. Yeah. And even then, like I think about right now, in this house, in this space, we are happy. We are in our comfort zones, but that's the thing. It's like it's almost it's hindering us from doing what we know what we uh, need to do. Okay. And if you feel like that space is hindering you from your, like being comfortable can almost be toxic because you don't move. And if you feel like you're comfortable and you're not moving, well, then you should probably reevaluate. So this sounds like there's hope. I can be comfortable as long as I keep moving. It depends on how you look at it. Shit. <laughs> well, Ava, I'm incredibly grateful for the time that you've you, you've delved into these conversations. That likewise, for, for for not kicking me out of your room, despite the fact that you came out and here I was with a microphone. So I know. I I, I, I applaud your courage. Sit here naked you. and not afraid. Ooh, you give us something to think about. <laughs> no, I wish you the best on this adventure, on this quest. It sounds like you've got something crazy going. Do keep us up to date, keep us informed in all of your adventures. So tell me, Michael, how do you feel about it? Well, that's for another episode. And with that... (laughs) Hey, thank you for joining us and making it this far in our podcast. Remember that if you want feedback or engagement, or likewise, if you would like to contribute to the content that we create here at Hippie Queen Productions, head over to our Facebook page. Reach out, message us, let us know what you want to see and what kind of things you'd like to engage with. Remember as well that if you're curious, if you want to learn and grow on an esoteric or educational level, we host and teach courses over at howlingwindswellness.com and over on our website, hippiequeenproductions.com. Love you, beautifuls, so much. You really are the reason that we get to do this. We appreciate your time just listening. Be well and be blessed.